Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Okay. Somewhat. I'm trying to talk a little bit. So nervousness. I want to thank my wife, who's always supporting me in my teaching and giving my word and everything that I do. My children, my family, my church family, and pastor, thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity to speak. The title, Up and Coming. The, month, the monthly theme is leadership, and I was trying to understand and figure out why or how I'm able to know and understand what leadership is about. I think a lot of times we don't always get it, we don't always understand it. So, this is my take on it, on what a leader should be. But before I do that, I want you all to hear something and I want you to think about this as I'm going. It says, we may never know in our lifetime the full impact of our influence and actions, great or small. In light of this truth, developing one's leadership potential should not be an option for anyone. It should not be an option. It's often said that we come to serve and not sit. But we always do. You know, we do come. We love to come. We love to hear. But we don't always love to serve. And being a servant is one thing that most people do not want to do, do not like to do. And that's one of the hardest things in this world, if any of us can possibly do. Um, we'll never know what it is to be a servant if we don't serve. We can't tell other people what we're going through or what has to be done or what needs to be done if we cannot serve. You always have to be a servant in order to do anything in this lifetime. You always got to start at the bottom. No one is able to start at the top and be successful. Because even that one that looks like he started at the top and successful, I guarantee you that he struggled through pain and heartache to do what he had to do in order to serve the things and the people he needed to do. So we always ask, why be a servant? I say because everybody wants to be an Indian chief. Nobody wants to be an Indian, all right? You know, the Indian chief, we're in charge. He ain't got nothing to worry about. We can tell everybody what to do. But when we need people to work, we can't find them because there are too many Indian chiefs standing around trying to figure it out. <laughs> and that's not always good. So we ask ourselves, where do we go? Where do we start? How do we start? What do we become before we even start to go forward? It says, Jesus stated, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If Jesus can serve, you have to ask yourself, why can't we? Amen. 
Why can't we do those things that he does? Why can't we just look to others and say, hey, can I help you? Do you need a hand? Let me help you. I'll take this for you. But nobody does that because usually when we see somebody that needs help, we look at them, walk around them, and we keep on kicking. All right? I've been guilty of that as well, so, you know, I'm, I'm not alone. I'm, not gonna, I'm just not alone in that. And it's always hard. So learning to serve others, we should put things in perspective. So that way, when we put things in perspective, we understand what it is to be a servant. We understand those things that are working through us because we need to be humble in what we do as a servant. Because being a servant, we can't just look down on others because it's not good for us because the person that we look down on could one day be the person that's in charge of us, that is leading us. And do we want to take that chance? So as we find out here in Numbers 27, chapter 27, we're looking at Joshua, the life of Joshua, and taking the chance of, not taking a chance, but taking leadership of a people who wandered in the desert for 40 years. People who were stiff-necked, were hard to deal with, were hard to understand, and just, you know, complained and griped and groaned and everything else that you can think of that people do. So we have that, and we have to understand that when Moses passed away, it was said that when Moses passed, Joshua became the leader of the people of Israel. But before he did that, he had to be a servant. He had to be taught something. He had to learn. All right? So we start off with is Joshua. Joshua is a servant. Now, when we also understand that going into the promised land, Joshua had a vision. His vision lined up with God's vision, and it lined up with Moses' vision as well, because Moses was the one that was supposed to take him. But since Moses was told that wasn't going to happen, he had to look towards Joshua to do that. So Joshua was that one who followed Moses, who learned from Moses, and had that vision along with Moses. Now, from my experience, if God has a vision for you and has a vision for your life, you can run, but you cannot hide. All right? I don't care how far you think you can run. I don't care how far you think you can hide. It's not going to happen. So the quicker you line your vision up with God, the quicker you'll get everything going in a perfect manner. So we have to understand. So. Having a vision gives us purpose. What are we looking for? We always want to do something. We always want to achieve something. Think about how you got your job or what do you want to do or if you own your own business. It just didn't start out by a whim. You had a vision to do that business. You had a vision to understand what it is that you had to do from the beginning to the end. And there we go. We have to be an Indian and not an Indian chief. All right? So the vision gives us purpose. It gives us something to live for. Now, we understand that Joshua, he didn't have his own agenda. So usually when we want to serve people, we, doesn't, we should not have an agenda. As I said earlier, we should always remain humble in that which we do. So Joshua did not have an agenda on his own. So he knew that whatever that his vision was, he knew it was God. So he had to look towards that vision and understand his vision. Because not understanding your vision gives you no purpose and no understanding. 
Joshua knew that God was a God who would not lie and had a plan for him as well as the people of Israel. Now here's another thing that you have to understand. If you're going to do this God's way, you need to understand that God is the truth, God is the word. And whatever you do, follow God. Because if you don't follow God, it will be a problem for you. Okay? Now, I know everyone doesn't understand that right now, but think about it. You know, everybody wants to be a child of God. Everybody wants to do their best in the Lord and everybody. But if you don't have the Lord's vision and you don't do what the Lord asks you or, or you're trying to teach you, then you're not going to be able to do it and you're not going to understand the things that you're doing. So you have to believe in these things. You have to believe in your heart and you have to also believe that God's word is true and God will never lie. So in the beginning, so with most businesses or most things that we do, and what causes us to lose vision is what I would call life's issues. Now, we have a vision, we want to go somewhere, but we have a family, we start having a family or lack of funds. So when we have lack of funds, we can't do this. One day I was teaching the class for the, uh, the teen boys, and a vision, one of the things that I look for is a vision, we had to build something. We had to build these things, and we had to do everything that we needed to to build it. But we also ran into issues that caused us to not complete that issue within the time frame that we wanted it to. So you're always going to have to do, you're going to have to have a vision. You're going to have to stick to your vision and continue to look to your vision because there are too many things in life that will distract you. There are too many things in life that will take you off the path that you need to be on in order for you to find your vision and look forward to doing what you have to do. A vision is important. A vision gives us life. It gives us something to live for. It gives us purpose. Without a vision, do we have a purpose? No, we don't. We struggle. Things get hard. We struggle. We cry. We wander. You know, we get, all of a sudden we get confused. We just don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. There are plenty of times in life where even in my situations I tried to do something, but it never just went that way. I tried to do it in a manly time, but it never went that way. But I always had to understand what my focus was and what the purposes I was trying to achieve. All right, so but we have to understand that if people can't see what God is doing, you'll stumble over yourself. You'll stumble, you'll trip, you'll fall. But when you tend to attain the excuse me, but when you obtain and always stay focused on what God is revealing to you, you will be blessed. Surrender your mind, and God will do the rest. Do as Joshua did. Surrender your will to God. Consider, cons surrender everything that you own, everything that you have to God. So we have Joshua, the servant with a vision that lined up with God's vision. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit must interact with us. Okay? When we're in the world, we call that a gut feeling. Right? No matter what, it's a gut feeling. We know we should not do something. We say, well, my gut tells me not to do this. I just have this feeling that I shouldn't do it. That there, people, is a gut feeling. But from my understanding, most children of God, you don't have a gut feeling. You have the Holy Spirit, which is teaching you and showing you where you need to go and the things that you need to do. I've learned that when you don't listen to the Spirit, you don't do as the Spirit tells you. You will grieve the Spirit. The Spirit will leave you. And therefore, you, on your own. 
You're on your own. You have, you have no one to look for. You have no one to guide you. It's like all your energy that you were trying to achieve in order to get where you were going is gone. It's not there. It's just gone, period. Joshua knew that God was and learned about God while serving Moses. He knew that God did what he said he would do. So therefore, here you go again. You're living by the Holy Spirit, but you're trusting God because you know God's word is true and God will not return his word void. All right. So there was no other vision for Joshua, but get to the promised land. Now, this is a plan that they say everybody said and the word tells us that the promised land was a land of milk and honey. When we have a vision, we go where we want to go. It's a land of milk and honey. Everything that we want to do, we want to reap the benefits. That's land of milk and honey, benefits. We want to reap the benefits because we know that the benefits are going to be what we live off of and what helps us to keep going. No one keeps going, or even, let's put it this way, nobody continues to drive a car that's a jalopy and continues to break down on a constant basis. I don't care whether your car is new or old. If it's low on tire pressure or it's running out of gas, you're in trouble. Okay? <laughs> You are in trouble. So you, when you know that God's word is true, you never waver from that truth. Okay, so God also said to Joshua that Joshua had the spirit. So therefore, we know that Joshua was also a man of God. Joshua was also a servant, but Joshua was also led by the spirit. Now, you can't get no better recommendations than that when it tells you that Joshua, that God pointed to Joshua and said that he had the spirit. That's the best recommendation that you can ever have in this world. Okay? Because, you know, we want recommendations. We apply, for res we apply for a job. We want resumes. We throw them out there. But we have to put, rec you know, recommendations on that resume. Now, here's the trick. You go down your list and you ask yourself, who do I want to put on there? Who's going to give me the highest recommendation that I need that's going to get me qualified for that job? But your list is slim. You only got two people. <laughs> That's all you got. What you going to do? You're going to put both of them on there and you're going to hope they do you right. <laughs> Being led by the Spirit allowed Joshua to have security, stability in God's presence. It gives you wisdom. And it also has him meditating on the Word of God. Because when you meditate on the Word of God, you constantly, you're feeding yourself. You know that Word is understanding to you. It gives you purpose. It gives you meaning. But it's just not here. It's here in the heart. And if we can't live in a position of love as God did, how can we live? We don't live. We have no heart. So Joshua is a servant with a vision that lines up with God and that was led by the Spirit. All right, so Joshua is going along here, and at the same time, he's learning to do these things. He's not learning to do them on their own because every job that we have and everything that we do, we just basically don't learn it on our own. And it goes back to being focused. As a focus, as a servant, you have a vision, and it must line up with God's presence. Focusing allows you to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because there you have it again. Things happen in life. 
we tend to lose track of where we want to go. We tend to lose track of the things that we want to do. We have a goal, we have a plan, but that plan does not work out the way it should because of the issues that we have in life. So you always got to continue to focus on your goals, focus on the things that you want out of life, because if you can't, you will never ever see that light at the end of the tunnel. Set your mind to things that are above, not on earthly things. I'll say it again. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. Earthly things are what destroys us. When we're children of God, earthly things are what destroys us. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So therefore, we already have equipment just to, remain, just to maintain our focus. One, we have a, we have a, we have, let me see, my notes here. <laughs> we have a mind that's above all things, okay? Then we stay the course because we can't lose because we have God on our side. God is that spirit that gives us no fear but power and love and a sound mind. That's God in a nutshell, and that's just a small portion that we just know just to even live to the point that we're living today. There are so many things that happen and so many things that are out there that can fear, that can scare us. Stay with God and you will have no fear. You'll lose track, you'll get off, get off focus, but you'll still be on your way the way God wanted you to be. Now we're doing all this and all this is said, but what's going to take us, what's going to allow us to move forward? Because we're scared, right? But we're not supposed to be scared. So that bottom line is that we got to have courage. You know, courage is not going to do, we're not going to be able to do these things if we don't have any courage. It's impossible. Because, you know, courage is what gives us psyched up, which gives us that thing that we want to do. You know, we all gun-ho, we're ready for it. We just, we, it, it, we're throwing it all in, no matter what. So we know that Joshua is being led. We know that Joshua is being led and that he's helping the people get to the promised land. Joshua lead the people of the promised land to the promised land in which was promised to their fathers. Now, here's the trick. Moses encouraged Joseph. But before I tell you that, I'm going to tell you this. If you go to six different places, and six different people tell you you should not be there, you need to leave. All right? Because that is not where you're supposed to be. I don't care how much courage you think you have or where you should go or whatever. That's not where you should be. That courage is not lined up with the Spirit of God, period. And the reason why I say this is because people are going to encourage you. Some people are going to encourage you, but not all. But you know if you're in the wrong place, you're in the wrong place. So you need to get into the right place. All right, and that right place is under the covering of God. In chapter 3, 31 in Deuteronomy, Moses says to, to Joshua, Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. We can't do it without God. People will consistently 
distract us. People will continually tell us what we can't do. Fear is what stops us. When people are telling us that we cannot be something, we cannot do this, we cannot be who we want to be or who designed us to be, we are having an issue. We lose courage. Because the challenges that we face are scaring us. Even though we know God's word, God does not build us to have fear. Every instance or every problem that we have, that should be laid on God's lap and not ours. We should not, we are not meant to burden that pain and that heartache. That's what God is for. That's what Jesus is for. So, when they're trying to stop you from moving forward, I would say this. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Because you must have that courage as a man. Stand behind God no matter the challenges. Courage can give you that mental or moral strength to preserve, to withstand danger, fear, or difficulties of life. So now we know Joshua was a servant. Joshua had a vision. And that his vision lined up with God and led by the Spirit. So we also learned that Joshua had courage. Now, are we prepared? After all this, are we prepared for everything that we need to do in life? Are we prepared for anything in life? What does it take to be prepared? Think of something simple. Like baking. I'm not going to make cookies this time. (laughs) Say you want to bake brownies, right? You have to prepare everything that you need to make brownies. All right? You got to get all your ingredients. You got to get your eggs, your flour, your chocolate. There are things that you need to make this. And if you're not prepared and you you do not have all the ingredients to do this, then you're not going to be prepared to make those brownies. And you cannot benefit, it will not benefit from the results of those brownies. (laughs) So, but we also have to understand that when we made those brownies, we had to learn that from somebody. Even if it was somebody else's recipe, we had to learn that from someone. All right? So, as being a leader, and as Joshua was, he was learning these things. He was learning on-the-job training. He was learning social skills. We need social skills. For the sad fact is, as we see, we look around us. We see everybody that's different. Everybody does not act the same. Everybody does not look the same. So, therefore, social skills, I would say, is very important in life. Okay? Because everybody we run up against or run into is not going to be nice. They're not going to encourage us to meet our goals and do us because there are some ones who don't want to see us to do the things we want to do or succeed in life. So in essence, we're preparing to take over a job that we're qualified to do. And without serving, instruction, and opportunity, you or I would never be able to stop. You or I would never be able to step in the shoes of leadership. And that's the purpose of all this. It is Joshua was being prepared to lead a people into a land that was promised them to their forefathers. That was even promised them. That's that land of milk and honey. 
that's that benefit that we want to reap from our jobs, our accomplishments, and everything that we want to do, or everything that we want to see in life. Because when we have a war sitting on the mantle, we look at that and say, hey, I accomplished that. But you got to remember that when you accomplish that, you also have people helping you along the way. Don't look down and don't forget the people that helped you along the way. Because you never know when you're going to need them. And as the saying goes, do not burn the bridges that you cross. What Joshua probably didn't realize and what most of us don't realize at times that we are getting honed, we are getting trained for the job that's above us, the one that's next. Because we may not know that the person that's in front of us is leaving, changing jobs and whatever, and the next in line could be us or it could be the next man in charge. But my saying is this, be prepared. No matter what happens, be prepared. You may be that person who steps in line. Even when you think, hey, that's not going to be me. I have nothing to worry about. It doesn't matter. Continue your training. Continue your learning and understand because you are going to be that person one day that they're going to need. So you have to be prepared and you need to be prepared in order to do that job. So don't think because the guy next to you is easily going to get it or the other guy is going to get it better than you. Because I've seen things and jobs and places where people think they're qualified for that job and they're not qualified. They're losing something. They're missing something. And the guy that thinks he's not qualified is the one that gets thrown in there with the wolves. So my thing is, if you're thrown in there with wolves, if you're thrown in the pit with wolves, come out with a coat. That's all I'm going to say. Come out with a coat. <laughs> what guaranteed Joshua's position as a leader among the people Moses had to lay hands on him. Okay, nothing is ever said, nothing is complete. When I was in the military, the one thing I've learned when you had change of commanders, I would say change of the guard. We have a commander standing over here and a commander standing over here, and we have somebody in the middle holding, somebody in the middle. Now that transition would be, okay, I'm leaving. So, and then this guy here is coming. So what happens is the one that's leaving takes his flag and passes it to the guy in the center. The guy in the center shows that, hey, I am that gap that's between who's leaving and who's coming because that gap needs to be filled, and he's that person that's filling that gap. So we realize that Joshua at this time, since God said that he has the spirit within him, he told Moses to lay hands on Joshua. So by laying hands on it, it completes that process of leading a people. So I'm holding that flag and once I pass it to this guy and make sure that he has it steady in his hands. You just don't give it to him and he's stumbling. You know, you make sure that he has it in his hands because you let him know this is going this is something. This is weight. This is something that you're going to have to be responsible for. Look behind you. There's 100, 200 men that you're responsible for. That's no easy task. All right? So we understand that Moses laid his hands on him. So we, in Numbers chapter 27, we say in verse 23, Moses laid his hands on him and commissioned him to lead the people, just as the Lord had commanded him. This would have not been possible, none of this would have been possible if Moses didn't lay his hands on him. When you're getting hands laid on you or you're getting the permission or, you know, as they say, pass the baton, pass the flag, that's a seal. That's a seal saying that this is yours. You've been approved. 
like USDA meat, you know how they put that seal on there? It's been approved, but then you go eat it and get sick because they don't cook it enough. Never mind that part. <laughs> okay, but the thing is that I'm telling you is that it's got to be in writing. It's got to be solid. And the government, I realize that when they put you in the position, the position is not guaranteed. It's not written in stone until you get that paperwork. If you don't have that paperwork, you're just a fill-in. All right? <laughs> you're just a fill-in. You might get it. You might not. You just don't know. But basically, you're just a fill-in. All right? So once you get that seal, that's it. That proves and that says that you're in that position. And just like Joshua, he was anointed by Moses to serve the people. And that's what he was looking at. So we understand that Joshua was a servant. He was a servant to the people. He had a vision that was everlasting and that it was also lined up with God's vision. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And he was focused on the things of God and not things of the world. And he did not have his own agenda. And we have to constantly remember the things of the world are what we need and what is required of us to, excuse me, to ignore the things of the world. We need to pay our attention. We need to keep our mind and attention focused on God. God gave him courage in order to complete the task at hand. And he prepares him for an internal, and he prepares, ooh, and he prepares him for that internal resting place, that internal thing that he needs to do. Now, let me back up a little bit, because this is how we're going to say this. You get your hands laid on, that means you won. You got it. This is yours. You're in a position to lead. Now, I would say since we're learning and we're up and coming, how do we do this? Who do we follow? Okay, do we follow anybody? But no, as Christians, we should be following Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ was that example for us in order that we may live, in order that we learn to lead. Because without his tutelage, okay, and this is what we need to understand, that these are instructions right here. These are the instructions that we need. This will tell us everything that we need to do and how we need to accomplish it. But at the same time, you need to listen to Jesus. You need to understand. You need to follow Jesus. You need to understand God. And you need to, more importantly, listen to your spirit. Because your spirit will not lead you wrong. Okay? Understand that. Now, the only person I know who can do all these things is Jesus Christ. But he was able to do that because he went to the cross. Jesus went to the cross, not because they made him, but because he loved it, he loved us, and he wanted to do because he had a plan that he knew that lined up with God's plan. It was a vision. He knew what he had to do in order to save the world, in order that we can, he can save us and that we're standing here. Okay? So without that, you know, blood, Jesus shed that blood. And that's what it took for him to be on that cross. But I'm also glad that three days later he rose again. That's what I'm glad about. Because that could have been anybody. That could have been Jack and jumped down there and he got hung and never came back, you know. I want somebody that's going to come back. Somebody that conquered hell and that's going to show me how to believe and how to do the things that I need to do in life. Because to tell you the truth, I want to be a Christian. 
I want to live a life that God has planned for me. I want to understand what God is listening. I want to understand what God is saying, and I want to be able to listen to my Holy Spirit without a doubt. I don't want to question my Holy Spirit, and I don't want to be that person that does. All right? So, listen to God. Understand that Jesus died for you. There is no such thing as he didn't because he did. The book tells us. The word tells us. All right? So, Jesus died for us. He was hung on the cross. He conquered hell. Three days he came back and he rose again. And here we are learning his word and following Jesus. So remember that Jesus was a servant. He had a vision. He was led by the Holy Spirit, his Father God. He had a focus to die for the people of God. He had courage because he went to the cross on his own. That takes courage. All right. He was prepared to die. Prepared to die not because he felt like it. He was prepared. And that's where we need to be in life is prepare to step up and be the leaders that God calls us to be. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.